0: welcome to the mastering mindfulness institute a place to stop diet sabotage and create a life of balance i'm your host gina werfel registered dietitian and master of human nutrition let's dive in hey hey welcome back Today, I really want to share the good stuff, my best stuff, what I've really got around food cravings. A lot of people ask me, how do you get rid of food cravings? Because it feels like a fight with my body. And I understand that war. I've been there in that war where it felt like my body was like waging a war against me and not really knowing what do I do about it. So I want to share with you this exact step-by-step strategy that I use with all of my students who go through mastering mindfulness. They use the conquering cravings method. And I want to break down what that is and how it can completely and entirely shift you from being in this food fight and like you're using willpower to actually making it really easy and effortless and feeling like you're working with your body instead of against it. So. I created this because a long time ago, I, you know, I became a dietitian like 11 years ago as of right now, um, when I'm recording this and I was really trying to use my mind to have certain food rules and create certain food rules and really stick with a healthy way of eating, but using my mind to do it. And then as stress hormones and cravings and things from my body came in, I really tried to disconnect and suppress it from my body. And so I started to really lose trust with my body. So whenever I wanted to actually eat healthy or try and, you know, really stay in shape or get in shape or whatever it was, I really had to really use the strength of my mind, a lot of focus and dedication every day to willpower my way to not eat the food. I'd be like, don't eat it, don't eat it, don't eat it. I really have to like use my mind and my willpower to really try to not eat the food. And it's exhausting. It felt like so much effort. I spent every single day waking up, coming up with a plan, motivating myself. I'd listen to inspirational music. I'd look at photos on Instagram. I try to like really get, build this drive and motivation to make it through my day. And then I would actually throughout the day, really try and stay focused and really, again, keep myself motivated. Don't eat the food, don't eat the food and really plan. And it was so much energy thinking about food all day. And then by the end of the night, staying, really trying to, you know, stay good. If you could just end the night by not having the snacks or not making the decision, you would be fine. And a lot of the time, some days I won some days I didn't, and I would go for the snacks or the food that I didn't want to eat. And then it's like, well, since I started now, I'm just going to keep eating it. Cause I already messed up. So I might as well just build up the motivation. And it came with a lot of like shaming and a lot of, you know, I can't believe you did that. You swore you weren't going to do this again. You're so this You're So that a lot of like, shaming to try to motivate myself so that I would have more motivation for the next day. So the more the intense the shaming was the day before, the more motivation I would have the next day. Unfortunately, it just kept me really trapped in a cycle. And even if I was able to make it through a day and will power my way through and, you know, make it a couple of days, maybe three days or a week. And I would be feeling really good and almost have this like glow in this high off of like, look at how strong I am. Look at me doing it. I was constantly thinking about food all day. And it was a lot of energy. And if I didn't do it or I slipped up, it would be like, Oh no, I knew you were going to do this again. I knew this was just a trick. I knew like, I, I already expected it. I already knew you let yourself down again. And so I really kept myself in this energetic trap, a lot of disappointment, a lot of shame, a lot of getting really high on it and then shaming myself for not being able to stick to it. So I didn't really have trust with my body. And I had a lot of trust with my mind because my mind was where I had the motivation, but I was angry at my body. Like, how could you do this to me? I don't want to do this. And it's like, you're controlling my choices. So even though I had a lot of knowledge around food, I have a lot of training around the science of food. I love science. I love talking about food. You know, if, if you're one of my friends who reads my newsletter, I do a new, 321 nutrition newsletter every week. I dig into the science of like the compounds and food and eating strategy. And I love that stuff. But if you're only using your mind for information and you don't have trust with your body, getting to that place of health through knowledge and information is probably going to feel like a daily war and a daily fight. And like you can't be trusted. I know that's probably the most common thing that I hear people say is, I want to have those foods around me, but I don't trust myself. And I don't ever see me trusting myself. Like that sounds great, but I don't trust myself until you make the effort that you do. So you have to not just want it, but be willing to actually create the relationship with yourself that you actually truly want. And it's uncomfortable because you go from living a life of being on autopilot, doing these things that don't serve you. To truly stepping into awareness and being willing to go into the discomfort of what is my body trying to teach me, but the gift on the other side is so rich and it's so beautiful and it's so worth it. And if there's anything in this life that I am most proud of myself for, it is doing that. It is fighting for connection and understanding because it's been, it feels like my greatest achievement of anything not willpowering my way to eating a thousand calories a day or uh, restricting myself, but actually dedicating the time to work with my body. And I have the best relationship with my food and I feel healthier and more fit in my body than I ever have in my life. Um, I had times like probably when I was early in college, you know, like young twenties that I was really skinny. I was, I was lean, but food was a fight. It was really a fight. and I was just very skinny and I restricted my food. And then I swung the other way where I gave myself permission to eat, but it started to feel like a fight. And I had this nutrition knowledge and it felt like a slippery slope. Like I was slipping further and further away from Um, being connected with my body and it got hard and I started gaining weight and it was very, very, very hard. No matter how much knowledge I had, it was very hard to win that battle. And it felt like a daily battle. And so I'm proud that now I've come to a place where it feels like rested alignment that I'm working with my body. My body could shift a little bit here and there, but it's a natural ebb and flow of life. It's a natural that, okay, I traveled a little bit. I wasn't as active. I ate a little bit more. I indulged a little. Sure. There might be a little bit of a flow this way. And then I move back into my lifestyle and it, it like, it's, it's like a gentle ebb and flow, but the trust comes from within my body and I feel healthier, more connected and happier in my body than I ever have. But so I know I've been going on this long tangent about, The difference, but I want to make this really clear because when people think that when they hear conquering cravings, they think I'm going to have to have more willpower or more strength to say no. And it's absolutely not true. It's actually the opposite. You can train your body to feel calm, to feel connection, to lower your cravings naturally. And then it doesn't feel like a war. You just feel like you're connected and honoring and flowing with your body instead of working against it. So I want to really break down. um, What does that look like to not have the willpower war? And I just want to share a little bit of what it looked like for me and how I created the conquering cravings method. So when I was at the peak of my challenges within myself, I was just really had a lot of stress I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of feelings that I didn't understand, and I was really afraid to feel them. And I had a lot of stress trying to build a business and deal with emotions that I never dealt with. And it was driving my stress hormones so much, and I didn't realize it, but how I interpreted the situation was I build this willpower all day, and then all of a sudden I don't know why, but it feels like there's a magnet that is pulling me to the fridge or the kitchen and I need something. And that was the voice I would tell myself, I need something. I need something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I need. And I would end up just continuing to eat food. And it would be this fight between, no, you you swore you weren't going to do that. You shouldn't do that. And this fight. And there was this one time that I was so deep in it. I will never forget this moment. I was so in it and it felt so uncomfortable. I could just feel it in my body. I wanted so bad to step away from the fridge. And I just, it felt almost like physically painful to walk away. And I was like, oh, and I was in this like very stressed, like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm in this this food is pulling me and I want to step out. And I felt like I was in a tug of war in my body. And I remember just pausing for a minute and closing my eyes. Taking a breath and closing the fridge and walking away into my bedroom and just laying, like, laying in my bed and just kind of holding myself and just being in the discomfort of my experience in my body. And I was like, man, I don't know what just happened there. And then I journaled about it. And as I journaled, I started exploring what was happening, what was the experience like why was i feeling the way that i was feeling and i learned so much and then after that it was it was very uncomfortable but after that i was like whoa i actually did it i made it through that experience without eating and i learned a lot what if i did that again and i started to create a pattern and then it became easier and easier and easier and easier And some days it was hard and hard and uncomfortable. And then it became easier and easier. And to this day, I'm really good at pausing, listening to a craving, honoring it as my teacher and allowing it to move through me without willpower. I don't actually even get the same food cravings, nowhere near the intensity. Sometimes I want to eat something good or taste something good. It's fine. Sometimes I might you know, eat a little bit too much or whatever, but I'm actually really good at being in choice of how much I'm eating when I'm eating, but it took years of understanding this process and the science of what's happening in my body when a food craving comes on. So here's how I ended up creating it into a method. When you have a food craving, It's because that area of your brain is getting the message that there is a stress and you need to run from the pain or get pleasure to deal with the pain. So we usually go to food because we're uncomfortable with our experience. A lot of the time it's because your body doesn't feel safe. Maybe you are stressed at work or you're bored or you're in an argument or you're sad or you're lonely or you you need, you're seeking some kind of safety. So when your brain interprets that stress response, and if you go, if you don't use this method and you try to go head to head with willpower, it's going to feel like you're fighting a tiger inside of you. (laughs) It's literally going to feel like there's a raging animal inside of you that you're fighting. And that's normal because you actually are like, you're actually fighting your body's own instincts that are saying, we're not safe. We need food like a tiger and go get that for survival. So it's really important to know that if you do the same thing that you've been doing and it's been hard, yeah, that's expected. That is absolutely expected. Now what happens when you can actually first, when that craving starts to come up, you reconnect with your body. And now this is important to do way ahead of the game. Most people think of, think of your cravings like a stoplight, are they wait until they're in the red. And when you're in the red, it's really hard to get in control over your food. Cause you're just, you're, your instincts took over. You're in it. If you can move earlier than being in the red it kind of also builds like a wave, or you see that yellow at a stop sign, right? Like a yellow before you're in the red, you start to notice your body shift. You first reconnect with your body you calm your nervous system. I use my breath. The breath is the most powerful, easiest tool. We also in the mastering mindfulness Institute for my advanced students who have really mastered level one stuff, my level two students use heart math, which is a technology that can train you how to regulate your nervous system. So we're actually using tools and technology that regulate your nervous system to create calm and connection. Now, a lot of the time when you feel Calm and connected in your body, the cravings just go away. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, because my body doesn't feel like there's a threat to my survival. The cravings disappeared on their own. And it gets easier. Sometimes it takes a while to train your body how to do that. And when you're in that process, you lean into the discomfort of what is happening to me right now. So, first, you want to reconnect to your body and calm your nervous system. Your breath is the easiest, fastest, cheapest, most powerful way to do that. Then you wanna actually break the pattern. I actually have a lot of my students visualize breaking their pattern before they're even in it, because it's like practicing. You don't wanna wait until game day to shoot your first hoop, right? So the craving is kind of like game day. You can actually use visualization to visualize yourself breaking that pattern, and then it becomes a lot easier. You actually train your brain to do something different. Right? So you break the pattern in your brain by training it first, but you can also, when you're in the craving, lean into what do I really need right now and get yourself out of the kitchen. So if you're stuck, your head is in the kitchen. You're going to forever like be in that trigger. It's going to be so hard to pull yourself out of it. So once you actually reset the pattern, it gets easier and easier. You reset the pattern you leave the room. I like to go into my bedroom. It feels like a sacred space for me. You may or may not have that available, but my bedroom is like a safe, sacred space. And then that's the time where you do reflection. Now, reflection can be hard and uncomfortable because you may have been used to your whole life shaming yourself for what you have just done. Now, unfortunately, shaming yourself will only firm up that identity that you are so awful. You're an overeater. How could you do that? You're so I knew you were going to do this. All that's doing is just firming up your identity that that's who you are. And all that does is further drive that behavior that's in alignment with the identity. So what's really important is that reflection is not for shaming. Reflection is purely to create more empowerment and understanding. So I would start high level, what was happening there? What was going on in this situation and keep going deeper? Why might that be? What was going on? What was the pattern in becoming my own research project? And so it's kind of like the arrow, right? You pull back to launch forward. You get uncomfortable. You lean into the discomfort. You screw up, you mess up, you whatever. You do things that don't serve you. And then you learn and you launch forward from that pattern. And then from there, You know yourself and you practice again and again and again and again, and then you get better and it gets easier and you build confidence and you build trust and you build freedom. So conquering cravings is not about fighting your body's own instincts and willpower. It will forever feel like a fight. And I know how hard that is. You just kind of want to give up, but then you don't want to give up because you're like, do I spend the rest of my life giving up on myself? Is that what I'm here for? Maybe. I mean, it's your choice. It's not mine, (laughs) but you really have to think about what do I really want? And is giving up on myself what I really want? Or can I be willing to lean into the discomfort, but don't keep doing it the same way. Willpower is a fight that will just keep fighting and fighting because you're truly fighting your body's own instincts. Now, the conquer cravings method uses reconnecting to your body, resetting that pattern and you can practice resetting through using visualization, but it's also breaking the pattern of just being in the kitchen, leaning into the discomfort, trusting it'll get easier. And then using reflection as your most powerful tool to unpack your patterns in the Mastering Mindfulness Institute. I always walk my students through this, where we learn how to calm the nervous system. If you've never done that before, we train our brains to break the patterns. So it becomes easier when it's time to do it. And we go through a reflection where we actually look through, uh, we understand and we have respect for what our bodies are teaching us. Instead of shaming our bodies, we learn how to respect it for its beautiful wisdom that it has. Our bodies have so much wisdom. It does everything for a reason. So magically. So the sooner that you can have the respect and the reverence for what your body is doing, the more you begin to work with your body and flow with it instead of feeling like you're at war with it. Because at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want? Do we want to feel like we're hating and shaming our bodies and at war with it forever? Or we're understanding for it for what it does and having this beautiful respect and reverence for it. So if you are having new awarenesses today, you're like, wow, I've been at war with my body. Shift the way that you're doing it. Don't keep doing the same thing again and again and again. And if this is really speaking to you, Definitely come check out Conquering Cravings, the masterclass. It's coming up soon, starting November 7th. It is such a beautiful experience to learn all about how these methods work, practice them in a group, and you can actually experience it in your body. We would love to have you there. Our students have such amazing aha's when they actually in person get to try practicing all these techniques. So if you had some light bulb moments, I hope you practice this. If you want to join us, I, you've got nothing to lose. (laughs) We'd love to have you there. It's truly been the work that has changed my life. And I've, everything that I've created was what actually changed my life and made a difference and continues to for other people. So it's such an honor. It's such a gift. If you're here listening, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I have a way to feel connected and share what's been in my heart and in my journey. So hope to see you there. Concrete Cravings starting soon. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.